Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 112, Changing Your Story. Okay, before I begin, I want to direct you to some worksheets that you can download that will help you with the content that you're about to hear in this podcast. Um, There's a collection of worksheets that really give you an opportunity to think about what your story has been and how it has created beliefs. So uh, if you go to https colon forward slash forward slash janetquinlan.com forward slash story, you'll be able to download those worksheets. Sometimes it works at janetquinlan.com forward slash story. It just depends on your security on your site, whether you need that HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash. So when we talk about beliefs, we have to step back for a second and talk about what is your story? What's the story of your life? What kind of family did you grow up in? What were your parents like? Were they happy? Did they have a happy marriage? Did they practice a humble dependence on God or were they always frustrated with depending on themselves? Did they believe in you, have confidence in you and your abilities? Were you enough? I think it's important to take some time to think about whether you came out of your childhood thinking you were not enough. One of the major differences between coaching and therapy is that in coaching, we don't spend a lot of time in the past trying to heal the wounds of the past. Rather, our coaching philosophy is that the past can inform us, but doesn't define us. So the longer we spend analyzing, thinking, ruminating about the past, the more we find evidence of the past defining us. We decide what defines us. How we think, feel, and act now and in the future is how we define ourselves. But it is important to see what stories from the past we've accepted as our current beliefs about ourselves so that we can decide if that's who we really are and who we want to be. Growing up, I always thought I was fat. No one ever said anything that I can remember. There may have been some neighborhood kids who would tease me, and probably there were some offhanded comments from my parents about not eating too many cookies. But I had in my mind the belief that I was fat. It was a story I told myself. And when I look now at pictures from my childhood, I was definitely not fat. Even on my wedding day, I remember thinking I was too chubby. When my daughter was getting married, and she's thin, so she tried on my dress just so I could see what it looked like on her. It was too small. And she's thin. My whole belief system about the first 23 years of my life 
really came crashing down. I had told myself the same story over and over again to the point that I believed it, and it was a lie. And I remember going upstairs after she tried that on and we couldn't button it up. I remember going upstairs and crying because I had allowed a lie to define me and completely hijack my self-esteem. Some of you came from homes where you were constantly fed a story that you eventually believed was true. Maybe your dad was an alcoholic. He felt unworthy, so he told you you were unworthy. Your mom wasn't resilient, so maybe instead of leading her children, she depended on you to make her feel good. Or maybe you had parents who were unhappy in their relationship, so they spent a lot of time criticizing their children. We believe the stories of our childhood. I'm not good enough, which can translate now into I'm not a good mom. I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable of figuring it out. I'm too fat or not pretty. I'm not enough for anyone, so my husband will surely find someone else. I'm a mess. I can't get it together enough to run a house. I am not holy enough. I'm not like those other women. They won't like me because I always disappoint people. I'm responsible for making everyone happy. Our beliefs, and we think they're so true, are just stories we've told ourselves repeatedly. If one of your parents was an alcoholic, that's on them. It had nothing to do with you. It isn't because you weren't a good girl growing up, and it's not because you were too much trouble. It's because your parent made choices on how to handle stress and unhappiness. They made the first choice to drink, and then the 10th and the 100th and the 500th to continue medicating. We call it buffering or distracting instead of processing their emotions. If your mom wasn't resilient, that was her weakness. It had nothing to do with you. It was not your job then, nor is it your job now, to make her feel good, to people please, to take responsibility for other people's emotions. And there's a difference between being kind and loving to others and taking responsibility for their happiness. We cannot make people happy. We also cannot depend on others to make us happy. This is why being a people pleaser is a no-win job. The person you're fundamentally trying to please is making the decision to not be happy. It is entirely in their control. And if they've made the decision to not be happy, whether they've made it consciously or not, they will always find something else you need to do to make them happy. Because nothing will make them happy until they change their own thoughts and choose to be happy. Believing the story of our life can hold us back from all we are created to be. We let thoughts from others or our own thoughts define who we are and what we're capable of. And when that story becomes our beliefs about ourselves, we get stuck in the past and don't feel free to become who we genuinely are. And that creates discord in us. We have an idea of who we want to be, 
yet we feel trapped in how we've defined ourselves from the past. I'd like to suggest that you take some time this week to consider your story and your beliefs. What do you believe about your life? What do you believe about yourself? What are the lessons your parents taught you? What do you believe about your dreams coming true? You'll find these questions and many more in that download at janetquinlan.com forward slash story. You'll also find a space where you can spend some time downloading, writing out your thoughts about your gifts and talents. It's not prideful to take time to consider our gifts and talents. And we don't do it often enough. We're very good about criticizing ourselves, but not good about seeing what our gifts and talents are. You'll also find in that download a template prompt for writing two letters. One is a letter to your past self, and the other is a letter to your future self. I found that this exercise was really eye-opening and incredible and helped me release some anger and sadness and beliefs I had held on to from the past. I was letting them define me, and I didn't want to anymore. I wanted to create new beliefs, start a new story about who I am now. We all have faults and weaknesses. We all have strengths and talents. Our thought work is to find the truth of who we are and change our beliefs by changing our story to an authentic one. Again, don't forget to grab the worksheets at janetquinlan.com forward slash beliefs. Have a great week. Thanks for being here. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.